Hello, coconuts. Welcome to another episode of Weekly Market Updates, where we scour the net to find worthy financial news for you. First up, uh, this week, a bit slower. So we're going to talk a little bit about what actually made the news, besides all the spam news that you've probably heard. So we're going to start off with China, China's zero COVID and the impact that it's had on markets. That's our first story. Secondly, is a subset of that, where Apple was actually impacted by China's zero COVID policies with a few demonstrations and so on, which is going to affect their iPhone 14 Pro and Pro Max. Last but not least, we talk a bit about C5 versus D5. Actually, it's more like everything is collapsing, everything is filing for bankruptcy. How do we on-ramp and how do we off-ramp in, in crypto? All right, let's get to it. Hello, coconuts. Welcome back to another weekly episode with me, Rakesh. And Anthony. Hey, happy, happy, what? Happy Thanksgiving. Yes. Should we uh, say that? Okay. <laughs> I don't know. It feels a bit odd. I mean, you know, what's... Yeah, I, I don't even know why they celebrate Thanksgiving. So, it feels a bit odd to, to yeah, we, that. We, we don't do that. But yeah, exactly. Ha- the US Black, markets do. Ha- happy Black Friday happy sales. Happy Black Friday. Very yeah. important. And, and Cyber Monday sales. Yes. Yes. <laughs> That's the more important one, right? I need, I need cheap stuff. Yeah, absolutely, man. Did you get anything? Uh no, my my TV broke down two weeks ago, so I had to buy a TV oh. then. I couldn't just wait around. It was terrible. Damn son. Yeah, no, no, no. Fair enough. Yeah, I myself was looking at a few things. I bought a couple of t-shirts. Black oh, Friday, okay. so that was always nice. Yeah. Yeah. Not bad, huh? Fifty percent off. Yeah, that, that's good. But I yeah. think that the biggest discount is just to go overseas and buy like like shit. It's just expensive. Yeah, yeah of course. Yeah. yeah, tell me about it, man. Far out. <sighs> All right. Speaking of not going overseas, um, that's us. All right. (laughs) And for this week, Coconuts, we have three stories for you as usual. It has been a slow news week. We're not going to lie. We're not going to talk about Apple. Okay, we're not going to talk about Apple. We're not going to talk about Apple and how they're thinking about buying Manchester United. That will not not be a topic this week. Yeah, because it was absolute crap. (laughs) <laughs> um, but instead we are going to talk about China right so the US was having a slow news week but China was really really making the news this week um, with regards to zero COVID right so yeah. Anthony's going to take us through the impacts of the market on that one and a little subset of that is the fact that Apple's plant is in China and this mm-hmm. is actually affecting Apple's ability to generate iPhones for the December period so we're going to be talking about that in our second story and last but not least, a little touch on crypto, CFI versus DeFi. Yeah, that, so, that, I mean, I guess that's not really news. It's just, you know, um, what, what we can do in crypto now, given everything is dying or dead. Collapsing and dying. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. So we're going to end off with that. All right, Anthony, take us away with China. What's happening? All right, China. So much has been happening, right? Just on COVID. I mean, you know, they, they, have, mm. they have been quite a lot of policy announcement on um, the property market. You know, Reggie, you're still supposed to come on and talk to us about the 16 rules. Um, I guess they'll come sooner or later. Um, there, there were also, yep. you know, property, more property-related rules around the lending to developers. So, so that's great. More liquidity. But, you know, j- just on COVID themselves, I mean, if you remember after Z got appointed for the third term, we were like, oh yeah, no, this is bad. Zero COVID will stay. All, all his supporters mm. are now like, you know, high ranking. Then a few days yes. back, that there was a 
well, there was a release that, that seemed to suggest they'll be moving away from zero COVID. And, and mm-hmm. then um, they, the they kind of reverse. Yeah. Yep, the market <laughs> spike. Then they reverse cost. <laughs> um, and and so actually, you know what? There's a bit too many cases. We need, we need to kind of slow it down and, and put people in like mini lockdowns again. And then market sunk. Um, and then, yeah. you know, on, on very little news today, um, 29th November market spiked again so yeah it's just a roller coaster mm. man now, now I think people are just getting into the rumors uh, more, more than the facts they're like ooh this sounds interesting let's just go for that yeah <laughs> or, or ooh this seems to say that they will relax sometime in the future so let's go for that and we, we buy everything it's, it's insane right I, I don't know man so I mean in this such of uh, you know in, in this age of of you know, information asymmetry and the fact that we get information so quickly and rumors start flying and therefore affecting the markets in this in this sense. How do we play this? Yeah, so I think that that's the key, right? We we always kind of have to have a, a model of what you think will happen. So mm. it, it's not just uh, oh yeah, you know, we we read the news and and that will definitely happen. Is oh yeah, you know, that does this actually fundamentally make sense? You know. Like mm. like we talk about zero COVID, right? And and then the bet now is oh yes, no protests ha- have started occurring, and yes. they are relatively widespread. Def- and at first the view was oh you know what um, protests are bad, um, they they lead to political instability and then whatnot. So markets went down, and that was yesterday, right? And today, yes. you know, the the narrative has become oh protests are good because if, if they are wide enough, they will force the government to open up. Like, like it, it's all narrative driven. <laughs> um, it, it's it's yeah. kind of the same event, right? It's, it's still protests. Um, that that are being heavily policed, and you know, pe- people and and obviously people are getting caught and all that, you know. But yeah, you you kind of have to form your own view based on you know either what's going on in the news or, or what you know you you think fundamentally is occurring, and then you know, position mm. yourself that way. Right. Maybe elaborate that a bit. So, what do you think will be playing out? In your in your mind, your opinion. Okay, so so you should always do the opposite of what I say, right? So, um, in my opinion, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look, I think this isn't uh, some like exiting from COVID isn't something that's new, right? Mm. Um, you know, mm. everybody in the world has pretty much. I think everybody in the world now has kind of done it. Um, of course, that there's been a whole range of approaches. You know, US, UK, they they kind of had like their Freedom Day. Right, they declare freedom, you know, everything gets loosened yes. at once and then off you go and get COVID, right? And, and you yes. have your spike. Or you have kind of like the Singapore, Japan, Korea approach where things were, were done very, very incrementally um, to the extent that mm. you got really silly rules. Um, I mean, I'm sure we remember, right? Earlier this year, people were just of like, what, what the fuck's the PAP doing? This, this doesn't make sense at all, right? But yeah. they, they had a, a super slow and, and managed, you know, exit from COVID. And if you mm. take, you know, these two approaches as like, you know, the, the spectrum, then China definitely is leaning more towards the slow exit um, from COVID more than... The, I mean, the, to say the least. Yeah. So. <laughs> I, I mean, assuming they'll exit, which, which I think is, is kind of a given, you know, they, they will take a slow mm. exit, right? And, you know, and because there's so little vaccination, um, especially amongst the elders, that they have stretched medical capacity, you know, all of these things just means, and, and they are kind of unwilling to let people die, which is a good thing. Um, you know, it, you, it, it kind yeah. of just all points towards a, a very, very slow exit. 
you know. So if, mm. if people think that if, if one day the markets start believing that, oh, it's going to be a super fast exit, you know, I'm going to, you know, and, and the market gets bid up for, for whatever reason because of that, then maybe it's time to sell mm. the news, right? Or if, if or, or the market turns and goes, actually, you know what? It will never exit, you know, but you believe fundamentally that they will because they have to, then that's time to buy. So I, I think, you know, and that, that's why I say you, you kind of have to form your own view as to what you think will happen. And then, you know, once the, and the market kind of reacts one way or the other, right? And, and then you, you position yourself accordingly. Yeah. Well, I guess for, for me, in my opinion, obviously I feel they will exit and the economy has clearly been tanking because of that, right? China, yeah. um, because of the lack of economic activity, so on and so forth. I believe this is their last straw in order to try and make it work, right? They can do what they try and do, but they need to really open up to make this happen. Um, I do agree with you that it's not going to be like, you know, your your US or your UK where it's like, okay, tomorrow, freedom, like much until 18, then we start drinking like crazy, right? That's not going to happen, right? But at the same time, they got to be loosening faster and faster. So something has got to give because if not, it's going to affect their economy. They're going to have to throw more money in, all these things to try and stimulate the GDP. Yeah, but I think that, that I mean, at the end of the day, it, it boils back down to, you know, what the, the Chinese government wants to achieve, right? Do they really need that GDP figure to be achieved? You know, um, mm. sure, they, they want economic activity. They, they don't want their property market to die. But, you know, what, but is that really worth it at the cost of letting, let's say, a few hundred thousand people die and, and being in the news for it, right? Or, or being mm. in the news for, I, I mean, you know, China's zero COVID policy was like a win for them, right? In 2019, eh? 20, yeah. yeah, 2019, right? COVID started 2019. Yes, yes. Yeah, in, in I think 2020 was a big oh. win for them. Yeah, so, so 20, yeah, exactly. 2020, right? yeah. 2020 was a big win for them, right? Like, are they going to roll back and say, actually, you know what? I was wrong, you know? Because mm. that, that's what it is. So I don't know if it's that clear that they definitely have to open up quite quickly, right? The, the state of mm. things have been the state of things for the last few months. Um, I, I think yeah. it's just maybe a bit of FOMO on, on the Chinese end that going, oh yeah, actually, you know what? Everybody else has opened up. Why, why can't I? That That's made, that's, lead, that, that's kind of casting a negative impression, right? And, and that leads to everybody being being a bit unhappy. I mean, you, you read, read the news, right? it's crazy. Like when you watch the World Cup in China, they don't pan to the crowd because they mm. don't want the Chinese audience to see people in the crowd being maskless and, and kind of like enjoying life. So so they just wow. so they show the players, you know, show they, the they show the coaches, but they, they don't show the crowd. <laughs> like they don't show the crowd celebrating and, and all right. that. So, so it's like, oh my God, this is quite <laughs> <yeah>. amazing. <laughs> wow. Wow. Okay, cool. I mean, I guess that's the, the you know, the angle where they go, hey, how come they're not wearing masks? We have to wear masks or, exactly. or whatever, right? How, how come they how are in they, groups? We aren't, yeah. How come they qualify for World Cup? We didn't qualify for World Cup. Oh, yeah. oh sorry. <laughs> wrong, wrong topic. <laughs> right. But, but you, you, you can kind of see where, where they're coming from, right? Like, I, I had yeah. colleagues visiting from China, I think, two weeks back, and they were like, wait, how is Singapore so open, right? Do you guys have COVID cases? Mm. And I was like, actually, you know what? It, it doesn't make the news anymore, so I don't know. <laughs> Like, do yeah. you know your daily COVID? Because I, I don't, right? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I mean, I got COVID. Um, and yeah, that, that, I, and I kind of had to Google what, what needed to be done, which is self-isolate. But, you know, that, that's it. Yeah. So, you know, I think as, as they open up more and, and they, they realize more, maybe, mm. maybe they, they will be forced to, to open up. But yeah, we'll see. 
Yeah, I think let's let's see how that goes, right? Because I feel they should be opening up, but of course, you know, they I we need to understand what their priorities are. Yeah. And maybe yourself and, and Reggie can come on and, and understand a bit more. Because I I mean I think the last thing I want to say this is the Chinese, I believe, correct me if I'm wrong here, is that they don't want to lose face. Losing face is a big thing in in the culture. I don't know if that's true, but that's what I was reading before. Yeah, so but if, I mean I, I know where they lose face, right? Like there there isn't a good way to open up. <laughs> All right. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see. Let's see. Maybe maybe they, they can come up with something. So. Maybe, maybe. I mean that that's why they are they are there and I'm here. Right. But it's it's, it's nice <laughs> to be here to criticize. So that's a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Awesome. And actually on that front, it's 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 clearly been affecting Apple, right? Yeah. Um so Apple has got a plant in China, Tsengzhou, Tsengzhou uh, yep. to be exact. Um and that's where they actually make the iPhones. Now, something like a 200,000-person plant is the size of that Apple plant that they have there where it makes a massive amount of iPhones for them. I think it's like 70% or 75% of iPhones. What? Right to that effect. Um, I don't have to figure, of but one, I do know it's more than factory? 50%. Yeah. That's we can just insane. quickly Google that, but I remember reading that. It's massive amount, right? And that's where they were actually demonstrating to say that, you know, that they are unhappy about the strict lockdowns, complaining about things. Even actually food supplies at the factory, for, for Apple's factory, right? So this actually caused a whole massive delay on making iPhones. Specifically, the iPhone Pro and the iPhone Pro Max. Yeah, this is the latest one, 12, 13, 14. Yes, 14? Yeah. Are we at 14? No, no, 14, 14. Yeah, yes, 14, correct. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're just counting the numbers, is it? 12, 11, well, 12. I, I kind of knew it wasn't like 20, <laughs> so you know, not, not that far behind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? And for me, that's that's shocking. So apparently, Foxconn, which is the Taiwan-based company who's making the, the iPhones for Apple, is going to lose or is going to create 6 million fewer units less than anticipated. Now, for what this means is that they won't have enough iPhones to sell during the holiday period, Apple, to the point where if you go to their website and you try and buy an iPhone 14 Pro or Pro Max, the next pickup date is January 3rd. Okay. And we're right now in, in November, right? Yeah. Um, where else the iPhone 14 you can still buy? But that's a massive, massive amount of delay. So they might lose that when people are trying to buy it to give out to Christmas. Because obviously iPhone is a, is a big thing to give out in Christmas, apparently. Oh, okay. um, and to that point, they have sold 40... In 2021, they sold 40 million iPhones yep. during the holiday period, right? So it is actually quite a massive amount number. Even 6 million over 40 is quite big in terms yeah. of what they might be losing. Yeah, and, and sorry, ju just to get back to the figure, they are the only factory that makes the iPhone 14 Pro. Mm, there you go, you see? So so it's, it's like literally 100% of, of the supply. Yeah, so that is staggering, Right. Uh, in yep. terms of that one plant, they haven't actually diversified. Firstly, of another plant, and secondly, in another country. <laughs> um, so for me, firstly, that's I mean, that's of course why Apple tanked a little bit the past mm -hmm. couple of days. Mm -hmm. um, but I know articles out there are also stating that they're looking at other places and and not only China to be to be looking at at, at making this sort of factories, yep. making the iPhones and so on. Um, I mean, before going into what's next for Apple. Um, what what are your thoughts on on this, man? I don't know. It sounds terrible um, for for Apple. I mean, I think the 
like just because of one I mean okay we call it one factory but they employ like 200,000 people which is yeah 3% of the population of Singapore so so not not not, not a small factory right almost yeah. 10% of Singaporeans actually if you think about it so. yeah 3 million Singaporeans right yeah <laughs> 3 million Singaporeans this is what yeah, 3.3 is it <laughs> no, no I'm serious but we have gone way past that dude Sorry, I'm just googling to, to prove you wrong. Yeah, it, it's five point five million. I'm also million googling five point five million. Yeah, but in, in three point five million Singapore citizens as of June twenty twenty one. Oh, Singapore five point five million residents. But yeah, Singaporeans I, I'm sorry. is. It, it, so I I don't I don't play like this one. You know, it's I don't care Singaporean <laughs> PR. You know, we are all in Singapore. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> See, okay. I was right. Don't do it anyhow. <laughs> okay, okay, fine. 10% of Singaporeans. Okay? okay. <laughs> right? Not not all people in Singapore are Singaporeans. Okay. Yeah, but you, you, you kind of see the, the scale of this. It is a one factory. Okay. Mm-hmm. But, you know, at, at the end of the day, that's like, it's what, three, four? Like, the, the analysts have come and said, oh yeah, we, we are reducing their sales target you know, for, for the year by like 3 or 4%. Yeah, sorry, for the next mm. quarter, by like 3 or 4%, right? So mm. it's not, I mean, it, it's big, yes, you know, looking at all this, but I, it doesn't seem like it'll be a super huge impact on, on revenues this quarter. Um, And I think also because partially, the plant is partially operating. So so there's, you know, problems here and there, but it's not as if, you know, 200,000 people revolted. Right, because for that you have to call in no. the army. It, it's like a a, a small part are, are demonstrating and all that um, because of lockdowns and, and working conditions and all that. But you, you kind of expect that you know out of, out of two hundred thousand people, you know, I think twenty thousand people walked off the site or something. So so it's ten percent mm. of the workforce, right? It's yeah. and and yeah. maybe that like the, the news headlines is you know really it's a bit scary, but the, the impact is maybe a bit overblown. And I guess the, the, the question is becomes, well, you know, does this mean that they can sell more next quarter, right? So you can produce more and sell more next quarter because there's all that pent-up demand and all that. You know, mm. I think uh, maybe. If there, is, it's, if there is. Yeah, it, if there is. I, I don't know whether the, the factory can scale up production but once it gets back to capacity. But, you know, yeah. um, presumably this just means that the sales cycle for, for an iPhone, uh, sorry, the 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 lifetime by which for which you can sell an iPhone 14 will be longer because people can't get them. Is that how people still can't get PS5s or you know Xbox and and then demand for those are still high, right? <laughs> two two three years after release. Absolutely, absolutely. I think the, I mean okay. I think the biggest difference as you compare Xbox or PlayStation to iPhone is the fact that iPhone the new one comes out every year lah. Yeah, PlayStation. So, so, so like yeah, maybe, maybe that, that that's actually the the problem for Apple, right? Because then they have to kind of make their new phone um, in a few months time and, mm. and then that just be, it's kind of permanently impaired because you, you can't do makeup sales right like, like yeah. oh, you, you expected to sell 200 million um, iPhone 14s right but because of this sales because of this production slowdown and because you need to release a, a new one in, in a few months time you can't actually sell yes. the, the, the full amount you anticipated exactly so we shall see um, absolutely I think we, let's, let's see how this pans out I, I mean I do see this as a small blip but it's probably for those that are trying to, I don't know, time the market or something like this. This could be something that you want to look out for if you think Apple will have a good year. Usually in December, they have a good, they have a good month, right? yeah. typically, if you look at it um, year on year. 
games. But let's see how we, we plan out this year. Yeah, but I, I guess kind of interestingly, I mean, we have also seen quite a lot of headlines around, you know, Apple diversifying their supply chain, building factories in India, that, that sort of thing. Mm. I guess that just, I mean, nice headlines, but also I guess it hasn't really happened. <laughs> Yes, not yet. Yeah. Or, or they have started building um, a factory but haven't actually got out of production and, and all of that yet. Of course. I think that's something that, that we have to, you know, also look out for because, uh, you know, the, the obviously Apple, I mean, US and China um, have these tensions, so on and so forth. So, and they clearly need to be looking at other places other than just one one point. What this means on margins, what this means on, on cost is a whole other factor, Right. Um, for for Apple, but I think just purely on on building out, it's something that they are looking into, and let's see how whether whether India is going to be that that place. Yeah, where they and, and and whether you know they can actually successfully do it and and do high end manufacturing there, and and which part of their you know a manufacturing supply chain actually moves there, right? Exactly. So so lots of questions. Yes, exactly, exactly. Um, let's see the capabilities because I remember was it Tim Cook that. Uh, was saying in an interview, we operate in China not because of the the fact that it's cheap to to make an iPhone there, but actually it isn't cheap. But it's the fact that the capabilities and the skill of the workers is what they were going after. Yeah. So if that is actually transferable, if that is, then they can do it. If not, they have to stay there, right? Oh, maybe maybe Foxconn goes back to Taiwan and, and opens another factory there, right? And, and then tries to transfer. <laughs> um, you know, True. I don't know if they'll import a whole influx of Chinese workers. Probably not. Yeah, um, and, and then, <laughs> yeah I don't it, think that's going to happen, man. You still have the same problem of like training workers and, and all of that. So, so yeah, maybe not such a good idea. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> quite quite interesting that China has moved up the, the manufacturing, you know, um, value chain in, in that respect. Mm, absolutely. Absolutely. Cool. Now that we've digressed from our actual topic of Apple. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, you want to talk about how Apple rolled out a, an update just for Chinese users to, to prevent the protests? Airdrop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Let, let's not go there. We're not ready. Right? We talk about, no. you know, the business. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Absolutely, absolutely. All right, let's let's move on to our last topic: C five versus D five. Hey, so yeah, what to actually use to buy now? Uh? I, I don't know. I I, I would like people to tell me how, how to on ramp and off ramp into crypto. Like like I I've seen a few guys. It's, it's absolutely terrible. Like there's so many steps. You know, everybody's taking one percent, two percent here. Like holy like, crap! I, I feel like I, I should just take the risk. Hurry up, buy on Gemini because I can I can just transfer SGD in and then transfer out mm. to my MetaMask. Uh, maybe, mm. maybe, maybe the the point is to lower the amount of time and the amount of money you have on centralized exchanges rather than to to not use them completely. But then, if if you are very sway like me, you know, confirm you put money in, the the next day they go down, right? So so maybe not. <laughs> so. Um, but yeah, um, C five and D five. I mean, as as Apple and you know China protests have shown decentralization mm. is important right <laughs> but I, I mean you know you look at what, what has happened over the last few months again in, including with block five filing for bankruptcy earlier today mm. or, or yesterday us time right um c5 are just going down like you know everybody except maybe binance and, and even binance has their their own you know problems and rumors Issues. all the big players seem, seem to be struggling a bit um, partially due to the lack of trust in in the space, right, and and partially mm. just because the 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 sentiment is just so negative that 
you you come out and tell people that something is A, they'll tell you, no, actually, you know what? I don't believe you. I think it's B instead um, without substantiation and, and you can't convince them, right? So 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 yeah. I think that there's a real narrative problem and, and a real, yeah, there's a real narrative problem now in crypto and and we'll, we'll see how this all pans out. But but what, what I wanted to, to kind of explore a bit as well was, you know, I mean, we, there have been quite a few people coming out over the past weeks and say, actually, you know what? Um, all, all these people falling, um, that that's not a crypto problem, right? That that is a, a centralization problem. Like you, you look at all these people, you know, it's it's all these centralized entities that they are feeling. Um, whereas all your other, you know, automated market makers, your decentralized exchanges, those they work, you know, they they haven't really defrauded anyone. They they haven't made people lose lots of money, uh, probably because not a lot of people use them anyway. Um, and, and of course, um. Well, they, they do get hacked, but nobody wants to mention them. So no those, you know. So so they go, Oh, this is not a crypto problem, this is a centralization problem, right? Move move to decentralized finance, everything is, is soft. And and interestingly, you know, with this collapse of centralized CFI, you know, DeFi has picked up a bit in, in terms of volumes and all that. So yeah, maybe. I I don't I don't know. What 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 do you think? Yeah, I mean, I think for me, and I mean, clearly I'm not very big into crypto, never was. And whatever I put in is now frozen in the Gemini. Um, so <laughs> we went through this last week, Anthony, yes. don't need to remind me, okay? But um, from, from what I can see, even with my friends that are that are playing out in, in the crypto market, they are also trying to figure out how to, to save their money when they're trying to put money in. Yeah. Right. That's I think the one one big thing that I that I got across from them. And for me, I guess the question I have as well is do you have the transaction volumes that are going through these sort of exchanges? And what are they? Because are they still massively high or not really? I think the answer is not really. Um I, I okay. and that, that that's kind of the, the problem with well, not not that, and this is a problem with crypto. This is not a problem of <laughs> centralization or decentralization, right? Yeah. Everybody wants like you know um the the sort. Everybody wants all these um the decentralized exchanges to run on open source because that's meant to be mm. safer, you know. But that also kind of means that people just copy your source code and spin up a, a new, you know, yeah. um dex with with a new with a different UI or UX, right? And then that that yeah. that kind of um spreads out the liquidity you know and, and we don't have a dominant i mean that's if ethereum as l as maybe a dominant l1 but you know like that, there's a lot of trading activities spread out across the different chains as well um that like you know okay before this ftx thing you have solana even for ethereum itself you would have your, your different layer tools and quasi layer tools like you know polygon or or arbitrum and, and optimism so and each one of them has like three or four different decentralized exchanges right so like we don't really know how much liquidity there is um and mm. you know transaction volumes don't really help as well because i think a, a a way of playing with DeFi has been to use one coin like six seven times right so so you would wrap the coin in, in something else and then you would lend it out and get a different coin and then you kind of just keep it's not even leverage it's just keep spinning off different versions of the same coin and each one of them acts to the transaction value and the transaction volume so i think that there was this guy there was news about this guy a few months back where he essentially replicated it 14 times 
right? So so he 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 Whoa. himself wrote like you know five different dexes and like um lending protocols and then he just inflated and he just transferred money between each of them and and somehow inflated transaction volume by fourteen times. Said, "Ha! Look, I'm the biggest one with the most volume." Wow. And it was one guy, <laughs> literally one guy so... doing it. <laughs> so so you know I I think the the answer the. Sh- short answer is we don't know um, because despite all the openness and, and all the calls for transparency like that that actually the isn't system, yeah that it and it isn't actually that clear how you can trace through the system right like like yeah. coins are kind of fungible so you 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 mix them up into a different wallet you transfer them out were those mm. originally your coins you know were they part of the same transaction you you can tell, but it takes a lot more work to tell, and that there, there isn't a way of like building. There hasn't been a way to to build up those tracking capabilities capabilities yet. So so I, I think the answer is just at this stage, it's hard to tell. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and for me, that's that's the thing, right? Is right now, if you look at the markets alone, they've been right down. Where is crypto going to be? Today, I remember having a conversation. Sorry to digress a little bit. Today, I'm having a conversation with regards to tech. Right yeah. uh, with with a friend, and he was saying, "Do will we actually see the years of good tech, like we did in the last two to three years and four years ago?" Right, um, of of the, of the heights. Let's put it oh. that way. Sorry, not good tech, but like good priced tech, like oh, okay. massively just scaling, going up, regardless of what happens. It's going increasing in price, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, right, um, and and of course he took a very pessimistic view, saying that it could be a lot worse, given the fact that. When when it was scaling up, even we as as amateur investors were looking at it, going, "Wow, the multiple like this, multiple like that," um, and it was still rising, right? Remember when amplitude was fifty, right? <laughs> and you 60, were laughing, 60? and it went higher, and it went higher than that. So even on the multiple, right? So that that's I guess the the, the question that I have, and if that is already being scrutinized as of now, what do you think is going to happen with with crypto with that extra? with this extra barrier to entry. So I guess for me is, I believe crypto is here to stay, but will it see the heights that it did before, before all of these things? I really don't think so. I really don't know. Let's put it that way. I mean, I would say yes. Um, you know, and yeah. I mean, whether it's just tech or, well, tech, tech definitely I would say yes, right? Um, like just tech equities. Crypto, I'm, I'm kind of, also going to say yes and and you know, that okay. that's kind of the, the the interesting thing about you know markets and psychology right like like we all kind of know very intuitively and objectively these things go in cycles right you you yep. and it's literally boom and bust um the the boom and bust in crypto mm. is more pronounced but it's literally boom and bust right so mm. you know we right now we, we are probably not at the bottom but we are not at the top Right, we we have fallen. We're definitely okay. not at the top. Yeah, yeah if amplitude, we have fallen eighty percent. It's also yeah, quite far down. <laughs> We're closer to the bottom <laughs> than we are to the top. If, if you are, if you are Apple, <laughs> you, you have maybe fallen like 20 percent, twenty twenty one percent. Um, this mm. this year, which is also quite far down. So you know, we we are on the down cycle. Um, it it, it will go up again if the, the underlying conditions are right. So if you know there's still economic growth, that there's more sales, there's all the as long as there's growth, right? That will recover, yeah. and as people start stopping being pessimistic and start being optimistic, you know, then then the recovery happens a bit faster, right? Because faster. then people start yeah. giving more multi- higher multiples and all that, and then you go to another boom cycle. Mm. Uh, maybe it takes ten years, right? Maybe it takes twenty years. I I don't know, right? But th- yeah. things happen in cycles, and 
you know, just like you shouldn't have thought a downturn will never occur last year, you also shouldn't mm-hmm. think that an upturn will never occur. Upturn this year. will never occur, right? Yeah. Or so, next so, year. So that, this year like, about to end, lah. Yeah, sorry. Um, yeah. I mean, it will happen sometime <laughs> in future. I don't know if it will happen next year. Probably not, right? But mm. within twenty twenties, probably yes. <laughs> I give myself a very long <laughs> runway. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You know, and and I think where where crypto may maybe is a bit different from tech equities is that you know crypto mm. itself is, is so new, right? Like people talk about the Bitcoin have halving cycle and all that. Literally, we have done two four year cycles or three four year cycles. That's it. You know, um, there there mm. isn't unlike equities and unlike like you know, yeah, unlike equities that there, there really isn't this relative certainty or, or this you know understood relationship of the, the cycles occurring and, and what causes the cycle to occur and to turn right it, mm. it just all seems yeah. to be driven by sentiment so well sure sentiment can improve yeah. and then therefore an up cycle will occur but you know maybe not right I, I think that's the that that's the doubt I have about crypto it, it, there just isn't that mm. track record yet and you know but but I would say that at the end of the day technology and, and crypto technology improves, right? I, I remember first reading about like, you know, liquidity mining and, and liquidity pools. And this was in 2018, 2019. And it was like this hot new thing you know, that, that nobody really knew what it was about. And it was this big new innovation, right? And, and we got yeah. that and, and that kind of heralded, you know, the, the boom of DeFi. Right, we we got you know automated market makers. We got you know, automated lending protocols. Like like over, if you take a step back a bit and look out over the last three four years, there have been a mm-hmm. lot of changes in in you know crypto. Right, some of it good, um, <laughs> some of it not so good. Um, fraud definitely yeah. not good. Although that's not innovation that that happens historically. Right, <laughs> so so you know every iteration we we change every iteration we discover something new and and we improve and and that leads the ecosystem forward and that's. You know, and that is probably what will, will herald the next cycle, right? That that there is just mm. some sort of mini big breakthrough, so that there's a different use case, or you can do different things with crypto, and and then that will be what you know gives it value, or 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 if you are an unbeliever, changes sentiment so that people perceive it to have value, right? And then and then we all go, oh yeah, time to time to sell, yay! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if only the letter was uh was easy to do, lah. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I'll, I'll, your money will still be stuck in Gemini. My money will still be stuck in FTX, you know, because they will still be undergoing insolvency. So, uh, won't help us. But you know, you, you never know. I mean, yes. what the Mount Gox people in twenty fourteen, they mm. they lost all their crypto due to a hack, right? They they finally got paid out this year. Uh, so so yes. their Bitcoin was like a, a few bucks at that time. You know, they, they they were stuck because they were stuck in an exchange undergoing insolvency, yeah. and they got like twenty thousand, like oh sorry, eighteen thousand dollar Bitcoin worth, right? So mm, hey, yeah. you never know. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Mine is in. Yeah, that's true. But I mean, I'm not gonna bank on that. So. Uh, yeah, I'm not gonna bank on that. But you know, I'm super optimistic. Um. So yes. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Awesome, man. This was a this was a good chat, especially towards the end. Um, yeah. Thanks, thanks so much, Coconuts, for listening in. We'll try and get at Reggie uh, next week if he's free with regards to anything with China. Sixteen rules, uh, he, right, Anthony? Yeah, it's, um, yeah, sixteen rules. He he'll just go and record a monologue, right? So it doesn't involve us. Yeah, we'll just, just go record a monologue. We we, we kind of say, okay, for this new story, <laughs> listen to this, and then he can, and then he can like, ramble about it. <laughs> he does love his monologues, Reggie. So. <laughs> <laughs> 
Awesome, Gokunas. Thanks so much. We will see you all next week. All right. See you. Bye. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode with me, Rakesh, and trust that you learned something today. If you enjoyed the session and want to be part of the banter, join our community Telegram group or follow us on social media. We also have a weekly newsletter to get a digest of the news we covered. To sign up, please click the description below. As always, we love your feedback, so share that with us at hello at thefinancialcoconut.com. Thanks, and stay safe.